Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. You know, last year, I scoffed. We're going to go through this story one more time here. I scoffed at Nancy Pelosi and her rhetoric of, I pray for the president. But God was not amused with my attitude, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, you should be praying and leading your listeners each day. At that time, I was once again studying the book of Esther, and through the violence and human trafficking and such, she was forced into a position where she could reluctantly approach the king on behalf of her people. And her uncle told her, perhaps for such a time as this, God has placed you here. This show is not like any other talk show. No, we're not perfect. We're small, trying to bring hope and common sense, trying to give rural America and all America a voice. The road has been very tough. But God never promised us easy. I try to put my yoke on his word and love. And many days I wonder, what am I doing here? But last year it hit me. Perhaps for such a time as this. So since September 26th, I have, in obedience, began each show with prayer. And I explained all this once again because I'm introducing a man who I have asked to begin our day today with prayer Foster Freeze. He's been on the show before, and we're going to talk about, later on, how to bring America home. Foster, welcome to CSC Talk Radio. For such a time as this, would you please open us with prayer this morning? Well, Beth Ann, I'm just delighted to be with you and your listeners, and I'd, I'd love to do that. Dear thank Holy you. Father, we, we thank you so much for how you love each of us and how you love America. And we thank you for the gift of your son who allows us to start each day anew despite the, the dumb things we did yesterday and accepts us with all our imperfections and flaws and help us to have that same spirit uh, with all the people that with whom we interact. And uh, thank you for giving us a mission and a purpose in life to be a channel of your loved others, to be your hands and feet in a hurting world, and to be a blessing to every person you put in our path. Bless Beth Ann and her her talk shows so that she can help more people know the the contrast that we are faced with between not just uh, the the uh, left and the right, but the uh, very uh, um, scary uh, war really between secularism and our Christian values. Help us to uh, be sensitive to that and to fight the good fight so we can restore those values that our founding fathers gave us and for support and, and the values for whom so many died. And we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. I want to share, when I receive anything from Foster, it has a scripture on it. I want to share that today before we get started. Finally, my brethren, this is kind of Philippians 4, 8. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything worth 
anything praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. Foster, thank you for being with us today and willing to share. Uh, I love how you have some teams together pushing for what is good, what is right, what is pure, what is true, and showing God's love in that way and letting this scripture lead your lives in all that. I thank you for that. Well, thank you for the encouragement, Beth Ann. I, uh, I, I, lo- I love to hear people like you who are willing to stand up for those values that make our country great and uh, confront those that are trying to take, a- take those away. Uh, we've seen it um, in our lifetime. We've seen an awful lot uh, uh, be destroyed or attempted to be destroyed. They've tried to uh, devalue the family unit and other things, and we're standing for those things, standing for God and for community and for family. And uh, I appreciate what you're doing in all of your things. Now, at one point in time, I was really hoping, I know you've been mulling it over, to run for Senate there in the state of Wyoming. One of the senators is going to be retiring, and you have decided not to do that, and you're going to push forward with some of the things you have been doing, and I want to talk about that in just a little bit. But I want to read something that to you that I think is 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 good for what you have decided to do. You know, sometimes we think that we have to be in these positions to fight the good fight, and we do not. In fact, I think sometimes we do a better job of fighting where we are. There are those who have said, Foster, that I should take this show somewhere like to New York or wherever, you know, and I'm thinking, why would I leave? This is where my, my people are. These are the ones that, that are circling around me. But this is out of a book that I read, and it says, Some battles were fought by great soldiers and others by common people who fought and sacrificed for freedom right in their own backyards. And I think the decision that you have made uh, not to run for Senate, at least not at this time, uh, but to continue on with your other uh, Richard Foster's out, outriders and some of the things that you do and promote with your projects, I, I think it's very noble and I think you probably made the right decision. You're probably getting more accomplished in these things and uh, and are able to uh, do more for others in that way. And I, I think that's a, a very noble thing that you're doing. Well, one example, Beth Ann, is we've been fighting for months and months to have some legislation introduced, and it's like pulling teeth in, in uh, <laughs> Washington, D.C. It's hard to get oh, people yeah. together. And uh, last week they um, finally introduced, Bill Cassidy from the Senate introduced uh, a Senate Bill uh, 3318. And in the House, Mike Gallagher introduced uh, House Resolution 5916, which says all providers of health care products and services to the public are required to publish and disclose cash prices on the Internet and point of sale. This is uh, an effort that we were able to do from outside of Congress because nothing was happening on that front within Congress. No one was promoting that. But as we go around encouraging it, we can't find a Hillary supporter, a Bernie supporter, or a Warren supporter, (laughs) or a Trump supporter who doesn't give us high five for that. So I hope all your listeners would make sure you they they call their uh, legislator in in the D.C. area today and and get them to back that health care transparency bill. And the number to call your representative is 202-224-3121. I've told him to put that on speed dial. 202-224-3121. You know, so many times it takes the outsiders to get things done and to push it. And I do think that we have a voice. And 
And the reason we haven't been heard is because we haven't been using that voice. We always think, oh, you can't fight City Hall. Oh, you can't do this. Well, what were, where would we be if our founding fathers said you can't do this? Uh, they uh, overcome so many obstacles and, and, you know, it ended up violent war. And we don't have to have that because of what they did. That's the way well, I yeah, feel. Yeah. It's, we don't yeah, need a revolu- yeah. we don't need a revolution. We need a restoration. We just need to restore what we have. Right, and that's going to be a challenge because we're. Uh, I, I don't think we're doing well in that cultural war in Virginia oh, now. Wow. They're going to have a health care plan where employers are going to have to include in the health care plan uh, uh, hormone uh, shots for kids and operations oh for kids to help them change their sex. And uh, I was talking to a friend the other day who started uh, some very successful charter schools, and he said, we we just have one construct, father, mother, child, and keep it at that. And I love the fact that these left are so uh, great for science. They're great scientists, you know, Beth Ann. For example, uh, a baby 10, 10 minutes before it's born isn't life, and that's a scientific fact that they apparently promote. And they promote the scientific fact that there's 34 genders. So we have to encourage their (laughs) prowess in science. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give in to that. I hear the music. We're going into a break. I wanted to share with you, since you brought that up, I have an article from uh, Dr. Singleton. I don't know if you're aware of their Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. But she just wrote an article about... Uh, about the drag queens reading to our children. And uh, her last line is, their homeschooling never looks so good. We're headed into a break. We're visiting today with Foster Freeze, and we will be right back. Trey Gowdy, former congressman and federal prosecutor, when he comes to Jefferson City for Vitae Foundation's 28th annual pro-life event on Monday, March 9th at the Capitol Plaza Hotel. Gowdy is passionate about the value of life, and so is Vitae. Vitae's messaging promotes a culture of life while connecting women facing unplanned pregnancies with life-saving resources. Reserve your seat today for either the lunch or dinner on March 9th by going to adsforlife.org. That's adsforlife.org. Hi, this is Beth Ann. At CSE Talk Radio, we love liberty and we value life. I encourage you to attend Vitae Foundation's 28th Annual Pro-Life Event Monday, March 9th. Trey Gowdy is the speaker. There's a luncheon from noon to 1.30 and the evening dinner event begins at 6.30. All are held at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Jefferson City, Missouri. Good food, great speaker. Vitae's mission is life-saving and life-changing. Register now at adsforlife.org. That's adsforlife.org. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interests of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE 
freetalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, Foster, we were talking about the family and some of the things that they're trying to teach the children and pushing, and Virginia's just gone crazy. But uh, uh, this drag queen thing, I was sitting there reading another one yet last week, and then I, uh, this is from a doctor, and, of course, they're fighting this. They don't agree with it. And, um, you know, I was I was telling somebody, why why would a parent take these children, these preschool children, to the libraries to have these drag queens flaunt in front of them. And that's what this particular one was doing. She had like, he had like a diaper on and started crawling very suggestively. Very, why would a parent do that? I think the parents are the ones we need to be working on. And, uh, um, you know, obviously, we we live in a broken world, and we have a lot of lost people, and the children are suffering. The children are suffering from the apathy that we have had here, uh, many cases, thinking that, oh, that's just a fad, it'll go away, but it's not going away, and it is changing. We're losing the culture war, Um and I'm going to just kind of turn that over to you. I know you've got several projects that you have going, and, and I'm, I know that this is heavy on your heart as well as mine. And one of the things, Beth Ann, we're trying to do is as we move these uh, Foster's Outriders projects along, not only in Wyoming but in other places in the country, we want to have an opportunity to bring in those people on the, on, on, on the Democratic side who have to be very disillusioned. I mean, think, yeah. think of if you're a uh, Democrat, who uh, honors honors life? Uh, you, you heard Sanders. Uh, I'm sorry. You heard uh, 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 not Sanders, but uh, uh, the Bernie say, "Hey, in the Democratic Biden. Party, there aren't any pro-life people, hardly." And and mm-hmm. so you have the Democrats also who want to have the right to preserve their lives and the lives of their family by having gun ownership. And now you have uh, Biden say he's going to have Beto O'Rourke in charge of his gun policy, who has openly said he's going to go door to door and take people's weapons. 
So there, if in the projects we're doing, they're very, very non-controversial. Rachel's challenge is probably the best example of that. She was the first Columbine victim, and she, her father has gone into thousands of schools, and instead of telling kids don't bully, don't use drugs, it tells them what they can do, and that is positively impact the life of another human being by creating a chain reaction of kindness. Every place that has presented this, and I've, I've sponsored an event in my hometown of Lysik, Wisconsin, and I got unsolicited a letter not only from the principal, but from eight students saying how it changed their whole demeanor and create a sense of connectedness in, in, in the school and in the community to trickle out in the community. They have other stories of two gang leaders taking off the respective colors and hugging one another. They have another mm-hmm. story where a kid starts to cry and he turns to people, I'm sorry, I bullied you, and they all surround him, hug him, and say, we forgive you. So these are things that Democrat, Republican, uh, atheist, uh, whatever, can rally behind, and so the more we can bring people together on things we agree upon, then we have an opportunity to return the kindness and civility that we all want to champion. Well, and I want to, I want to, I, when I was reading about Rachel again, you know, she was the first one, and they, and they actually asked her if she believed in God, and she said yes, and I think she knew that she was going to die at that moment. Uh, I don't know what went through her mind, but the love that Rachel showed, that is God's love, and that love can never be snuffed out. It can never be removed. And uh, we know that there are many in this world, you know, they say it's our fight is not with flesh and blood but with principalities. There are many in this world that will not accept him. You know, you know, we talked about science. They want us to believe in the climate change science, but they won't believe in biology and, and uh, the truth about who we who we are. They just can't seem to accept that. And it just the, shows even on the yeah, even on the climate change, Beth, and they, they are not that soundly based on, on science. Oh, no. There, there, oh, no. There are some statistics that show we have this endangerment clause, which is CO2 is a danger and a pollutant, when really it's a plant food. And they've taken yes. numbers that someplace in the mid-90s to 2015, I know the time span, they show the CO2 is expanding. But if you continue on from that cutoff date, be it 2015 to now, and go back 20 years, for which we have very good data, it doesn't show that. So they cherry-picked this about a 10-, 12-year period to, to, to really distort what was really true. So I, I think we have to help people be educated uh, about what are what is the truth on all these uh, issues of climate change. Of course. In fact, I ran into a fellow who was on Anwar, the big oil field up in Alaska. He said they were drilling. They got down deep, 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 and they came up with palm trees. <laughs> so I'll have, to, I'll have to verify that. I, he seemed a pretty useful guy, so I'll have to check that out. But, well, uh, you know, I have... I have an organization that's on once a month with me. It's called the CO2 Coalition, and this is a group of scientists and entrepreneurs that have uh, have done the the extra research, you know, where AOC quits, and and they're telling us this is not an existential threat. It is not caused by humans. It is not a danger. It is not anything we're being told. But, of course, that doesn't fit the narrative, so they don't want to know about those scientists. The science that they believe in are only the ones that they bought and paid for, and uh, it's... Um, you're, you're absolutely right. People have to know the truth. At least, at least give them the facts and let them make their own decisions. But when they're only getting fed one thing or the other, then they can't make as good a decision. 
But see, that's where you come in so importantly, Bethann, because they'll argue, like we just said, okay, the uh, science uh, people that they're quoting are bought and paid for by all the government grants. So if, you, if, you, if you're against climate change, you're not going to get a government grant or from some of these foundations. <laughs> Conversely, they'll come back and with maybe some justification say, well, all the people who are minimizing climate change have been bought and paid for by the oil companies, by the carbon industry. Yeah, so what you and I that. can do, yeah, for you and I who don't have a vested interest in getting a government grant to do the research or we're not running oil companies, you and I maybe have more credibility by being able to disclose the, the facts we come up with. And I would encourage uh, everyone that's listening to, to, to do that kind of research and find out both sides of the issue. Absolutely. Without knowing both sides, you can't make as good a decisions. At least that's the way I feel about it. And uh, you have other projects going, too, as well as Rachel's Challenge, which uh, helps. I think we never really got on to what that's doing, but it's it's fighting bullying in the schools and, and around. And uh, uh, I'm going to let you expound on that a little bit, and then we'll go on to some of the other projects that you have. Yeah, well, it, it not only reduces bullying and drug usage, but as I said earlier, it creates a sense of connectedness. In my hometown, they have a whole wall where kids put their hands in paint, which are the school colors, and imprinted their hand on the side of the wall and say, these hands someday will be changing the world. And so these young kids are inspired to make the world better. The other thing they were promoting in, uh, in the decision to expand Foster's Outriders and its efforts, we gave a $100,000 commitment to, to run a civics test, uh, not independent of the school system, because the teachers, they're just so inundated with all the stuff. So we can have oh, yeah. a con, a contest where we'll get, we'll give kids the material, the curriculum, let them study that, and then we'll have a test. And then those that pass a certain, let's say, 92 percentile would get a cash, a cash award. So that will incentive to really want want to study this. And then we also, uh, at, at the time we announced our expansion of our efforts, we we, don't, we made a commitment to spend $250,000 for scholarships for the trades because there's so many kids who college awesome. really isn't the appropriate route for, route for them, but they might make a heck of a diesel, uh, a diesel mechanic or a culinary arts career uh, just to, to be a chef, to be a fix air conditioners, and those people are so essential to our society. So we think by having those two kinds of projects, it's, again, another opportunity to bring left and right together. I started something a few years back, Beth, then called Left, Right, Left, Right, Forward, March, Together yes. We'll Get There. And the, and the, and the, the mantra or the mission is uniting, in America, uniting Americans of opposing political views to efforts they both embrace. So we have the most liberal left-wing uh, congresswoman, Sheila Jackson Lee from Houston, on the same podium promoting school choice with Ted Cruz. And there's all kinds of opportunities we have uh, to, to do this. And so we ought to find the things in which we agree and, and, uh, and, and be able to treat each other kindly for things where we don't. Now, I do remember your challenge of sharing a cup of coffee, and uh, I think that's a great idea. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful idea. We're headed into another break. I'm going to open up phone lines, if that's okay with you, and see if anyone else can uh, chime in. Something positive. We don't want anything negative today. Something positive. Oh, by the way, today is National Anthem Day, Star-Spangled Banner Day. So take, pick up a... 
pick up a copy. There's four verses to that, if you'll remember. I've written an article about that before. There's four verses. Pick it up and read it. It tells the story. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio, 877-895-5410. And Foster and Bethann will be right back. Tearing up. Thank you, Jeremy. My producer threw that in there for me. You know, I, I still one of those people that uh, tear up, choke up, even though I sing it, you know, the national anthem. I still, when I hear it, and I know what our founding fathers did, and I know the story behind that, how it was written, and what was going on on the boat. Uh, it never ceases to uh, to move me. Foster, you know, it's that compassion and that love for this nation that I know you have and that I have. But it does it's not about necessarily the nation, it's about the people. And uh, you know, I've said many times I my my slogan here is to bring America home. But I say God's more concerned about each individual American than he is about America as a whole. And uh, I think Reaching the hearts of each individual American is what will bring America home. And I know that as a Christian you feel that same way. That doesn't mean we should stop fighting. It actually means we should fight harder. And uh, and I think that, you know, I admire you. You're in a position where you can do these things and uh, and you get other people involved. And that's what we need to do. The more people you get involved, the better it is. I used to direct church choirs, and the more people in the congregation that I could get involved, they may not be singing, but they could do other things. And uh, I I think that that's what you do with your different programs. I'm going to turn that back over to you. I'm just kind of chattering here. Are you there, Foster? Oh, did we lose him? Oh. We lost Foster. Okay. Well, that's not good. <laughs> we'll see if we can get him back. Can you hear, can you hear me there okay? There you are. Yes, yes. Were you I'm crying sorry, too? Yeah. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I, the, the producer played the Star Spangled Banner as we were coming back on the air, and I, I got all choked up. <laughs> so. okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I get choked up every once in a while too, and I just hear that or just think of, Crossing the river, I, I, I you know, Washington oh, put a couple thousand troops, and uh, they were willing to to go with, uh, you know, socks on their feet with no boots, and uh, mm. just think, thinks what those people gave up for us. And I, I'm particularly grateful because I came out of the army, my wife and I, with a, a height of bed, a '62 Volkswagen, eight hundred dollars <laughs> of the cumulative leave pay, and God has blessed our efforts in managing people's money. Where Last June, we were flabbergasted that 18 years after I sold my money management firm, Forbes magazine named me with, uh, along with Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, and Jack, John Templeton as one of the top 10 outstanding managers of, of uh, money managers of this generation. And we were just flabbergasted for that honor, and uh, and hope we can uh, take take the results that uh, God put in our lap with the financial success and make a difference. 
Absolutely. Well, you know you have made a difference. And, and what I said when we kind of lost each other is that, you know, God is more concerned about each American, individual American, than he is America as a whole. And if we reach the hearts of each American, that's what will bring America home and uh, back to God, back to the values of our Constitution and our founding fathers. And they weren't saints. I'm not saying they were saints, but. Yeah, but I think we, the more the more we do that too in a gentle, kind, loving way. I when I first say asked the Lord to become chairman of the board of my life and take over, and mm. and, I, and I was willing to submit to His uh, leadership. Uh, I, I I became very aggressive in in uh, wanting to tell the story. I like the people say, well, what what happened? I said, well, instantly things got worse because my wife and family had an in-house TV evangelist with no off button. And then someone, so our our kids were going to a very liberal school where they didn't. They were one of these multicultural schools, quote unquote, but they wouldn't allow Christian programs to be presented because they were too exclusive. So how can you be multicultural if you exclude Christianity? That was kind of a farce. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I learned uh, after a while that uh, God called us to be a witness, not a prosecuting attorney. Yeah, I heard Evangelist say that one time. He realized in his life, after years of preaching and doing uh, 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 revivals, that he was sending more people to hell than he was <laughs> turning hearts around. <laughs> so he kind of changed his attitude. I think we all get that way. You know, we gotta we we have to stop and realize. I think as at least as I have aged, you know, I'm not nearly as judgmental. I try to to think about where they walked in their moccasins, so to speak, and what's brought them to where they are in their life. You know, the the beautiful thing about God is he, he loves us right where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us there. And um, well, well, in it, well, go well, ahead. So I, I remember running across a Bible verse that I hadn't seen until just recently, and, and, and it says, uh, uh, you did not choose me, I chose you. So I had oh, yeah. kind of a certain amount of pride about this wonderful decision I, I had made to invite Christ <laughs> in my life. and. And then I ran into the fact that the, I really didn't choose him; he chose me. I thought that was pretty, pretty profound. And I also remember an old, old uh, uh, missionary from Africa saying, "At the foot of the uh, foot of the cross, the ground is level." And uh, I, I just love the fact that by the more we can love everyday people and being able to exude what Jesus did by by being kind and uh, and and realizing the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, they may have never been exposed to some of the things that that we grew up with. You know, uh, that's right. Uh, in, in Philippians, always consider other people more important than yourself. And Philippians four eight, which you read earlier, uh, and uh, that never return evil for evil, and vengeance is mine to the Lord, and forgive seven times seven, no seventy times seven, and so all those different concepts, even from the from, from childhood, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So we think of all the people that are just still secularists, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a mission field. Someone told me everybody's either a missionary or a mission field, and people are out there <laughs> in Washington, D.C., which are very tragic. If you look at the 22 people running for the Democratic ticket, it, it, just go through one by one and ask yourself which one operates with a a biblical worldview. If, if we have a biblical worldview, our self-esteem is established by the fact that God created us, sent His Son to die for us, and so we must be important. But if you don't have that insight, then a secular says, how do I become important? Power, prestige, bigger house, mm. materialism. And so people in Washington, D.C. seem to be 
more, yeah, I bet maybe 60, 70, how many, what percent are, are thriving on their self-esteem of saying, hey, I'm important because I have this office and power and wealth is what motivates them rather than the fact that they can, they, they've been set free to serve. And so everybody out there is either interested in being in the Senate because they want to spur and others are interested because it's a way of fulfilling their self-esteem. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think we have to, you know, we have to approach it that way. That uh, uh, why are they, why are they leading in the way that they are? And it's because they're lost, and yeah. uh, we can't we can't hold that against them. We have to. And it, sometimes it's awfully hard, <laughs> you know, when they start talking about putting a baby to the side and then deciding whether to let it live or not. You know, it's hard. It's hard to have compassion for someone who would even, because you would even think even the worst person would think that's a life. Uh, but yeah, this is where yeah. we've come down this road, and it, and it's, it is difficult. But every time I get so angry and start getting sort of, you know, sort of nasty myself, I remember Jesus saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, uh, As they were nailing him to the cross. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't be taking more abuse than that. And so because of that, again, this goes back why the Christian values are so important. It helps me when I'm attacked and abused. And so uh, there's a great verse, I don't know, maybe it's Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit are peace, patience, kindness, joy against these is no law, and self-control. Suddenly I realize I can't say to my wife, you made me angry, because then she's in control. So the fact that God gives us the ability to decide if we're going to get offended or, uh, or angered, that's a decision we make. Right, absolutely right. Hear the music. We're heading into our final our break for the final segment we'll be coming into. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. It's Super Tuesday. We failed to mention that. If you're in one of the 14 states, we encourage you to get out and vote. Place your vote. Uh, know your know your candidates and then place your vote. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Foster Freeze, and we're working at bringing America home. And we will be right back. As a business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend Cover Wallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. Cover Wallet is helped tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call Cover Wallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with liberty. 
the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BethAnn and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168 and use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We've been visiting with a good friend. We haven't met yet, but I tell you what, we really have connected uh, in our spirits, and that is Foster Freeze. He's doing a lot of things uh, where he is and around the nation. As we try to, I call it, bring America home, <laughs> but uh, just trying to put some common sense into things and rally the troops, so to speak, that we can... Uh, can do what is right in this nation and in the sight of God. You've got several things that you have had in the past, and I think Rachel's Challenge is just an awesome organization where you're uh, fighting the bullying and pushing things. Now, you mentioned your civics uh, uh, education. What uh, What is in that? I know it's outside the school system, so you're doing that separate and giving them uh, uh, awards for that. 
Can you explain a little bit more on that, on the civics? Yes, it, it all started with the Joe Foss Institute. You recall Joe Foss was a World War II hero, shot down like 26 planes, was the uh, president of the National Rifle Association, the youngest governor in South Dakota. And uh, the Joe Foss Institute started out by having veterans going into classrooms to tell kids that, you know, freedom isn't free and and what mm-hmm. was it like to be in war. And then they uh, shifted to uh, from that to getting uh, civics taught in all the classrooms so that a, a student had to pass the same test that a new immigrant had to pass. And uh, Governor um, Ducey of Arizona became the chairman of that, and they got it in 26 states. <clears throat> but as I looked at the that test, it isn't very vigorous. So what we're now doing is trying to find um, other uh, more bold, more robust tests, which have more information about the Electoral College and what was the reasons behind the Civil War and uh, just different things that the uh, the citizens' test doesn't cover. And then the whole notion is because the schools are so inundated, the attempt will be to start this cash program, our rewards, so that uh, maybe a teacher could do it on a volunteer basis outside the school to get the kids to study it with the incentive, hey, if you take this test and pass, you get it some cash. So that's kind of what the whole notion is that we've lost so much of our civics uh, education, and there's so many people behind it. Sandra Day O'Connor, before she passed on, was a fan of it. And uh, Bernstein, who was of Watergate fame, a, you know, a real lefty, he came together with the idea that, yes, we need to increase civics. So it's another one of those uh, things civics education, where left and right can get together again. And and that's what we're intending to do is to provide an opportunity in Wyoming particularly where we're a small state and we should be able to get along better and set an example to the rest of the nation <laughs> of, of how we can be kind and civil. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to be in your great state. I've never been there before. I'm going to be there in May. I, I really was disappointed that you're not going to be there. You're going to be traveling, but that just happens. It's just Way it is. We'll meet another day, and I'm excited to be there. And I was doing a little, uh, little history, a little homework on Wyoming, and uh, this year marks a uh, hundred years that the uh, United States Constitution granted women the right to vote. But as I was looking at that, uh, Wyoming was 50 years ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> they were voting yeah. there when they were still a territory, and so I, exactly. <clears throat> I learned something. Yeah. Well, also, at one time, in a related way, the government put out a request to fill out a huge questionnaire about whether or not the schools discriminated or or they'd have funds cut off. And Hillsdale College said, wait a minute, we've been accepting blacks and women and uh, since since day one, so we don't want to yeah. fill out all this bureaucratic forms. And uh, the government cut off uh, funding, even uh, Pell Grants, I think, so they found private people to to uh, finance the students, and I think there's a, there's a huge connection between, you know, our government and our educational system where you now oh, yeah. have all these kids uh, embracing socialism. And uh, I saw the other day a nice contrast because I thought capitalism versus socialism has been kind of marginalized, that term, just like conservative has been marginalized. When the, when the liberals realized that liberal was a nasty word, they suddenly became progressives. But we haven't figured out as conservatives how do we change our name 
I often say, well, I'm a fan of founding father values, but we couldn't find a car with a big enough bumper sticker. Bumper <laughs> to hold the sticker. <laughs> we, have, we haven't been able to move that along very well. We'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Everybody else gets nicknames, but we're just still the conservatives. Or I guess we were the the uh, Tea Party group for a while, but just you know, it's just the conservative just kind of sticks. So yeah, and then notice how hasn't Tea Party been kind of demonized too? But oh, yeah, I was uh, I saw something today. I think rather than using capitalism versus socialism, I saw something on, on the screen of the TV that I really liked. It's Americanism versus socialism. And that, that I think that says it better than capitalism because it talks about ind- uh, independence and, and uh, pri- private sector solutions. And I, I believe that American America is a great contrast to socialism. So I'm going to try to see if that uh, term will stick. Well, let me see. I I was actually mentioning this last night when they were when I was listening to the news. I watched the news all night long, and. Uh, uh, this particular host said social capitalism versus socialism. And I turned to my husband and I said, no, it's independence versus socialism because there is yeah. no independence yeah. with socialism. Yeah. And, uh, another, so, ter- another term I've experimented with is, is, is contrasting socialism with free markets. And, and yeah. what is government control? You have, you have capitalism versus socialism can be converted into free markets for capitalism and government control for socialism. And I think that's a, a very good tie. But again, as I said earlier in the show, Beth Ann, probably our greatest struggle in America is is the contrast and, and the tension between secularism and, and Christian Christian values. Yeah. And how do we how do we deal with that? Yeah. Well we have to realize they're not enemies. You know, that's not the enemy. Our, our our battle is not with flesh and blood. And like I said, it's hard it's hard to uh, get to that point when you get slapped around a few times, you know, and knocked down and and, and excluded uh, instead of included in things. And uh, but we just have to stay vigilant and uh, lean on the Lord and His understanding and push through with His love. And unless we have His love, we have nothing. Yeah, that's uh, well said, Beth Ann. And uh, so. Uh... Uh, you're an encouragement to me to kind of exude that whenever, whenever I can. It's uh, it's it's fun when you do it because uh, what more joy is there when you uh, you give a give a waiter a little extra tip and they appreciate it. You know, I think just uh, letting people know they're important is is part of the part of the. Yeah, I'm working on I'm working on a book right now that's directed at women mostly. I'm going to talk about men as well and the value of life and the value of who we are. I kind of got inspired a few years ago with the Nasty Women March. Their name, not mine, they named themselves. And so I'm working on that. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how these people get books written because I haven't seemed to get the time to get it done. I'm only a few chapters in. Yeah, but so. I know music. I need a commercial coming today, but my wife has been written up in the Bible. My very wife is written up in the Bible. Check out Proverbs 31. <laughs> oh, she's a perfect woman. I've got that in my in my book. Thank you, Foster. We are out of time. I appreciate it. Come back. Don't wait so long to come back. We just love having you on. It takes all of us, you know. We have got to show God's love in order to bring America home. Bye-bye. Bye.